Welcome to the Random Tea Random Miniseries Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Stephen King's It. It's the Halloween special. <sighs> yeah. So I have I'm a not- strange affinity slash upset with this piece of media. See, I'm not really sure why you agreed to do this. I don't know. Like, I like, and that's the thing. Okay, for anybody that hasn't listened to us before and heard me talk about this, um, uh, it scared the ever-loving shit out of me when I was about seven years old because um, this came out in 1990, and um, I would take baths and not let the water out for about a year, and I, my mom just kept asking me about it. I'm like, oh, I forgot. Apparently, I was really absent-minded as a kid because nobody ever, like, <laughs> pressed me about it. Wasn't it. questioned, huh? Um, and one of the reasons is we got to watch it at daycare, but we never got to watch the part where they, the second part where they killed it. Why would they show this movie I at a daycare? I don't know. I don't know. That's, That's just insane. dumb. It's just dumb. So, yeah. So, I've always had, it's always freaked me out. I don't like clowns because of this, especially creepy-ass clowns. But when so I was you a, mean all clowns? Yeah. Okay. But when I was a teenager, I was like, "Fuck you, fuck you!" I'm going to read this book, and I read the book, which is excellent, by the way. The book is so much bigger, but, and it's it's Stephen King. But that's King. true it's of any Stephen, Stephen King. Yeah, that's true of any Stephen King. So I read the book again uh, a couple years ago. I've listened to it on audiobook twice. So I'm, it's. I don't know. I have this weird affinity for this piece of media, even though it kind of still slightly. You have it, a like, love hate. It got it got my it got my uh, my pulse going. Like, and it's really the first, probably the first couple times you see Pennywise, like with the sheets with the little girl. Mm-hmm. I'm like yes. bracing myself, that and then I'm like, scene. oh look, my phone. Um, and then when he confronts Georgie from the sewer, I'm like, oh look, my phone. But I can. It still does stuff to me, mm-hmm. but yet. I can watch it, and I have seen it several times since. Like, it'll be on the, you know, the TV this time of year every couple years. So I feel like it's almost like I have to, like, and, like, I don't know. Like, I'm overcoming a fear or something. See, whereas I don't have any fears. Phobias or anything like that. Phobias or anything like that. And I wouldn't call my clown thing a phobia so much thank god well that i don't i don't know that that's an irrational see phobia would be an is, is irrational is an irrational fear okay okay pennywise is fucking scary he that's is. not irrational he is so um but there's i i've gone over my brain there's nothing that i have uh, any kind of phobia or even slight nothing bothers me yeah nothing scares me um i get scared watching some scary movies yes reading stephen king books I will get scared. And you love that shit. But I love that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. And um, you're, you're the Stephen King big fan between the both of us. I mean, I love him. I but. have two shelves of Stephen King books right there. Uh, and I did attempt to reread st- this book. But it's huge. But it is so huge. And I only got a few chapters in. Um, and there's so much. And that was part of one of the reasons I'm really glad I did end up reading it is because there's so much that they couldn't cram even into a miniseries. No. I mean, even the movie that they're going to remake next year is going to be a two-parter. Yeah. And so, yeah. But- Which I'm kind of looking forward to because I was not terribly impressed. I always take issue with anything of Stephen King's that they try to put in any kind of visual media. 
because Stephen King's descriptions of things in your imagination are far more exciting yeah. than anything they can put on screen. Well, and your brain's going to conjure kind of the most scary for you version. It's going to fill in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Um, and there's just, so, it's just so much richer. Like, I hated The Stand. Yeah. Did and that's your favorite for, Stephen King it's my book. Favorite, yeah, I've read The Stand unabridged 13 times. Yeah. Uh, fucking love that book. I know you you, you so, read it every couple of years, every few years. Like, and it's time to read it again. Um, it I loved. And did you ever read Insomnia? I did, which is the sequel to it. I never did. Mike is in it. Okay, and I know it takes place. There's part in at Dairy. Least, at least part of it is it's, in Dairy. It's, yeah. Um, Dairy cropped so, up in eleven twenty two sixty three too. Yes, the some of the characters did. Yeah. Um, Bev and Richie. Yes. The main so, character meets them in Derry. Yes. In the but early the, 60s. But Stephen King's books are all, con- <laughs> unlike the Marvel, <laughs> it, they're all connected. Yeah. And um, the big opus Even the Magnus. Even metaphys- the, the metaphysical big. Yes, because uh, The Walking Dude, mm-hmm. the the man in black, Randall Flagg, mm-hmm. is commonly the uh, antagonist. Right. Um, he is in the stand. He is in Dark Tower. The Walking Dude. Yeah, he's the same character. Yeah. Um, the main character in all of Stephen King books are basically the same character. Yeah. Over and over again. Um, it's and you can always tell which character is him. Yeah. There's always a writer. Bill. In this. In this. Yeah. The dark half. Yeah, that's why. Like, it really pisses me off when I hear fanboys start bitching about the Mary Sue, because I'm like. Stephen fucking King does it, and he's one of the greatest he is. storytellers oh, of our generation. Oh. Also, Stephen King has been blamed for the clown sightings. He has. That it's a, a PR stunt for the new It That's movies. bullshit. And he's like, no. Yeah. Why, why, would, why would Stephen King need to pull any kind of PR stunt well, for first anything? Of all, he could give two shits about it. He sold the rights 100 years ago. He's got his money. Yeah. But um, Dreamcatcher also has some dairy stuff in it. Oh, Dairy, Maine is one of his favorite places to write about. Um, but yeah, Dairy is there is something very wrong with Dairy. Yeah, and that's it's, some it's of the stuff. That, that's some of the stuff that I thought was really great in the book. Is you get a lot more of the history, mm-hmm. and it's so much more sinister. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Kitchener Ironworks. The there was a massacre um, with that that robber gang. That the mm-hmm. whole city massacres. Oh wait, was that um, the Regulators? Uh, Regulators was a book he wrote. Okay, so I looked. W- I looked yesterday, and there were several. There were several. Yeah, Regulators um, works and that reference dairy desolation. I think are two related. Okay, two books in the same world. Yeah, um, but his Magnus Opus is Dark Tower. Yeah, that's literally the spine that connects. The world. All the worlds. You really need to read eleven twenty two sixty three because I know. there is a lot of I turtle shenanigans in that. Not a lot, but you get um, you get some good information about his backbone of his universe. The last Stephen King book I read new was Cell. Which was And you were not impressed. Bad. Yeah. I think he just turned that out because he had a contract. Probably. But um but yeah, I mean, I've I've got some of the newer books. I've got uh, yeah. Under the Dome. Yeah. I just haven't been able to sit down. Under the Dome, it. I think, uh, it's a TV series has some tie to dairy as well. So but anyway, but we're talk we're here to talk about it. 
So, yes. So, basically, this piece of media terrified me as a child. And, yeah. And Tim Curry. I love Tim Curry. But sweet baby Jesus, he was scary. You almost can't even tell that it's Tim Curry most of it. You Thank hear God, his, that's probably why I can still watch yeah. him. You hear his <laughs> voice every once in a while. You catch it. Mm-hmm. But they just... He wouldn't admit he was Pennywise until, like... The 25th anniversary, he would admit in, a, in an interview that he did that role. He, like, wouldn't he acknowledge it. Credited as whatever. I know, but he um, wouldn't even, like, in, in, in interviews, he wouldn't talk about it. Well, in the DVD commentary for it, uh, the actors, he, he portrayed Pennywise so well that the other actors kind of started avoiding him because he was creepy. Yeah, can you imagine just even sitting there, like... Sipping Trying to eat coffee. lunch with him? Yeah, sitting no. in the coffee. No. No. So, uh, so that's cool, I guess. So, but yeah. He was, he was offered the, um, because they've been talking about doing this remake for a while. Um, he was offered it at one point. Oh, he, he can Yeah, he he's, turned it down for health reasons. Yeah, he's physically incapable. Um, but they did offer it to him. Um, unfortunately, for those of you who, who don't know, Tim Curry is actually wheelchair bound now. Yeah. Um, he did give his blessings on the Rocky Horror Picture Show, though. He did. He did indeed. So he actually is in it. Is he the Is he the professor? He's the one in the wheelchair. He's Doctor Scott. Yes. You better have recorded it. Aww. You got to set up to record. It's this. It's next week. Okay, I'll I'll do that. It's, it airs on the twentieth. Oh yeah. And you know who's playing Frankie? Yeah, dude. Laverne. Laverne, man. I can imagine nobody else playing. That I know, part. right? So anyway, um, sorry. We can talk about that on another podcast. Yes, we can. So uh, let's let's go through our, our cast list because okay. that's what we do. Okay, um, it's a long one. So it is because we'll, you've got all the all the characters and then all the kids. We'll be we'll be brief. So uh, do you want to go through? Yeah, we'll just go through them. So we have Tim Curry. Yeah, and then uh, Harry Anderson plays the adult Richie Tozer, which is beep beep Richie. Beep, He's beep, the, Richie. the comedian. I've always liked him. Yeah, I forgot there was. I forgot how many names, and they were names back then. Yes, how many names were in this movie? Um, but I did not realize that young Richie was Seth is Green. Seth Green. Mm-hmm. I'm watching. Even when I was watching it uh, last night, I'm sitting there looking at him, going, "That's Seth Green." Yeah. Fun fact. Okay. And uh, I know that there's one particular one of our listeners who will appreciate the fact that I know this. Is it a Buffy fun fact? But Seth Green in the in it, what was he afraid of? Werewolf. What was he in Buffy? Werewolf. There you go. Yep. You're welcome, Franzi. You're welcome. <laughs> I was like, I love I love Seth Green. I do too. I, I think will he's great. watch stuff because Seth Green. I is think he's in great. It. Yeah. Isn't he in like Robot Chicken all the time? Yeah, he is. He's one of the creators of it. He is. Okay, so then uh, we go on to Eddie Kasprak. Yes. Uh, adult was played by Dennis Christopher. He cropped. Up. Do you know who he is? I think he cropped up in something recently, or semi-recently. Hold on, let me see. I thought he was great. I loved his character. And the comparison between him and his younger self yeah. were perfectly cast. Um, Let's see. I could. He was an angel, <laughs> ironically enough. Okay, no, I think I was just, my brain. Somebody from something cropped up, and I remember, okay. oh, he was on Sequest. Somebody else was in Sequest. Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandis. Oh. Rest his soul. Yeah. Um, and then young Eddie was played by Adam Ferraze. Precious. 
precious, precious baby. I okay. So let's I go think back. the kids did a did a good job. Well, let's let's back up. Let's go back to Richie. Okay. Um, I liked young Richie better than adult Richie. I did. I did too. And I, I know this this is really stupid, but you've got uh, Seth Green, who is a carrot top. He's a ginger. Harry Anderson was not. Then you've got them making allusions to Bev's hair as a kid, as a redhead. She was not. January embers don't have to be red. They could be. I know, but in the book, Bev was a flaming uh, redhead. Yes, 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 she was. Well, Bev was also quite the. Um, um, I don't know what that was. Woman. In, yeah. in the books. We'll but, get but, to but, that. But we're, but we're talking about Richie. We'll get to that. Um, I loved younger Richie much better. I did too. Uh, Richie actually in the books was not television. No, he was radio. He was a radio voice. Yep. Which I feel like putting him in the movies in the in the movie they put him in TV. Yeah. Um, made no sense. Yeah. He was a he was a voice as a guy. child. He was a boy. Vo- he did the voices. Yeah. So being a radio personality, but I guess maybe in the nineties that wasn't a thing. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know. Now the now the movie was filmed. Well, it it came out book wise in like eighty six or eighty seven, so it's not like it was super old it's when they set in eighty five. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. Radio personalities were a big thing in eighty five. So I, I just, don't understand. I don't, the know, why ch- they I don't cha- know why they changed. Yeah, it. exactly. So, but I, I have to say, Richie was one of my more favorite characters. Yeah. Not my favorite favorite character. Yeah, but in the top seven. <laughs> Lucky seven. <laughs> so then that gives us back to, to Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, I adored him. I know. I he think was a I precious, think the kid precious pancake. did a good job. I loved him. Yeah, the yeah. children were great. Yeah. Um, the, the adults had to follow the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the books, he was married. Yes. He was married to a to woman. basically his mom. Just like his mom. Yeah. But they and really Bev was married to Tom, who was just like, just her, like dad. her dad. So that was a theme that they really... I don't know why they had him living with his mom. Yeah, I don't either. What I was thought the point that was weird. I guess it was harder because in the books, all he had to do was... He was looking at a photograph and how much it... Remi- That's hard to do in film. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, a POV in somebody's head is hard to put on film. Yeah. I mean, we see that with Game of Thrones all the time. Oh, exactly. So, um, but I adored his character, even if he did hold his inhaler wrong ninety <laughs> percent of the time. Yeah, he did the. No, he would do it upside down. Oh, he would. They would do it upside. Oh, really? When they passed the the scene where they pass it around. Oh, I didn't know every single that. one of them had it upside down. I did not know. There is no way the mist is going to go up, especially with nineteen fifties technology. You have. That's why you hold it. Yeah, where so the, it can where the inhaler the mouth bit is down. Yeah. And the can is up because the liquid sits at the bottom and then it's, yeah, it's called gravity. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I, as a former um, bronchial issue person as a child. Ah. At, yeah, I was like. Oh, my mom's used one her whole life and I still didn't notice. Yeah. Okay. It was probably because of the clown. Yeah. I we can just chalk that. everything up to that. Okay. So uh, then there's Stanley Uris. Oh, my baby Stan. It was played by Richard... Masur? Yeah. He's been in all kinds of stuff, too. Uh, and then young Stanley was played by Ben Heller. Okay. Eh. Stan the man, I mean. Now, Richard was a great actor. Mm-hmm. They just gave him such a bit part. He was barely Well, yeah, because, because you didn't get grown-up Stan. 
No. He killed, I mean, but the parts he did were kind of chilling. Like when he got the phone call and he started doing the ear and he was like, yeah, yes. Okay. What little bit he did was great. The head in the fridge oh. was really creepy. Yeah. But yeah. that's as much effects as it was his, but his acting yeah. for it. And it was so unstand-like. Mm-hmm. That I think it was, was really because jarring. It wasn't, because it wasn't, it wasn't Stan. Stan. It was Pennywise. Um, and young Stan was like, he was, eh. Yeah. I was like, dude. Dude. Yeah. Well, he was their straight man. I guess. Um, and then Annette O'Toole. Yep. Was Beverly Marsh. Very good. Uh, young was Emily Perkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Annette O'Toole's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I liked her character. I liked that she was the one who used the um, slingshot. It was supposed to be Bev. It was supposed to be Bev. Um, but her being in love with every single one of them. Yeah. Well, should we talk about the difference in the book now? We may as well bring it up now because it's got to happen. So, <sighs> there are parts of the and book. I understand why they changed this. Yes. There are parts in the book that, you know, he elaborates on. They, they There are even some parts that kind of drag. Um, It's a massive, what? massive book. Stephen King book? Yeah. No. Um. But when they, it's after they, they attacked Pennywise's kids and they're roaming. And that's one thing they didn't really convey in, in the movie is the complete and utter maze that was the sewers mm-hmm. under Derry. Yeah. And so they were roaming Time. between like natural caves and all these different levels of sewers. They were, they were lost. And Bev decided or something told her. A, a lot of what I read is they were guided by the other, which is the being that might have created the turtle and Pennywise and all these other kind of like okay. Eternals. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into the turtle later. Don't be confused. Um, she got this idea that she had to sleep with each of the boys in succession for them to basically um, stay connected, and they find them. They find their way out. And it was really squeaky because they're like 12 years old and it's one after the other. And it was just, yeah, I can totally see why they cut that out. I'm kind of hoping it's not in the movie. Well, they do. Like in the remake, I mean. In the, in the, in the miniseries, Eddie uh, claims to be a virgin even. Yeah. They changed that. They were like, they really wanted you to know that she did not. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally understand why they changed that And one thing I really didn't like about it, aside from the whole squeaky kid thing, is this is exactly what Bev's crazy-ass dad was constantly accusing her of. Yeah. Being with all these boys and, you know, uh, are you, you know, because he was really predatory with her and abusive and... Well, and another part that was missing... Missing out of the, that they didn't put it, not missing, but they didn't yeah. put into the movie. Yeah. Was that Bev's husband actually followed her. Yes. And it used him as well as. To take as, Audra. But they, as there was him, he used, and used him to take Audra, but Bauer, he did still break Bauer. So it was both, yeah. he was using both of them, not yeah. just um, yeah. Bowers. So. Yeah, that was... And that scene where she's trying to leave is way worse. Yeah, she beats the shit out of him. In the book. She, like, cuts him real bad, if I remember correctly. 
she, um, thro- she throws something at him and it breaks on his chest. Yeah. And it cuts yeah. him. Something like Because she's picking stuff up off her vanity. And he was way worse. It's, oh. It's worse hearing. So much worse. His thoughts on yeah. disciplining her. Yeah. And, and she, be- uh, she was a chain smoker, which they put none of the smoking. Yeah. Which you don't do that in And they don't anymore. show her friend that she ran to for help that happened to be a feminist writer. And so, I, I mean, like a lot of that I can totally get. But just imagine the stuff with her dad and the stuff with Tom was so much worse. So much worse. But uh, I kind of liked her character. I kind of liked her character more in the movie. Yeah. Because it wasn't as squeaky 12-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah. So... There was that. Um, then there was Mike Hanlon. Oh, my baby. Tim Reed. My precious baby. I love He's great. Tim Reed. He's so great. He is incredible. And again, this is the character that's in Insomnia. Because once the adults kill it, um, he starts to lose his memory. Yeah. He loses his memory of it, finally. And I'm glad they touched on that in the movie. Because that was important. Yeah, but that's also important if you go to read Insomnia, which is... Now I kind of feel like I need I have, to. I have a copy. Um, it's not a direct sequel. But it's got stuff in it. But it's about Derry. It's not yeah. It's not. Well, it. it's like Derry isn't the star of eleven twenty two sixty three, but it factors into it. I think it's still set in Derry, but it's another... But it's okay. about the memories okay. and stuff. Um, so there's that. Um and Marlon Taylor as young Mike. He, um, a lot of the kids have offered, when they were still in, you know, hadn't cast the, the remake, they offered to play the adult versions of their mm-hmm. characters. Which I think would have been really cool, but. They couldn't get all of them. No, they couldn't. Um, I love young Mike. I think Mike is great, and you get, a, you get so, again, well, you get more with everybody in the book. Oh, uh, yeah. But you really get that he's the history buff. Out of yeah, all of yeah. them. You get the entire backstory of Mike. And his as dad. An adult, well, as an adult, you get a lot more of him as an adult doing the research yeah. and finding the cycle. Every In the movie, it's 30 years. In the book, it's 27 years. I got another creepy 27 fact in a little bit when we get to Good Jonathan Brandis. Good times. Um, but yeah, that was the thing. And it, it just like Bev, Bev was had to be the one with the, with the slingshot. Mm-hmm. I felt like Mike had to be the one to stay yeah to recognize the the pattern and yeah and as much as that sucks for him but yeah they all had he had the hardest job man they all had reasons to be who they were um because even if you take into account uh john ritter who plays ben hanscom oh i miss him Oh, I know that broke my heart so bad because I loved him back from Three's Company. He's he was just a great. He was, he's a wonderful human being. Yeah, wonderful he was. Human being. Um, but in and what really kind of disappointed me was they completely changed his character. Yeah. In the movie, his introductory scene, he's getting drunk and he's taking that woman up to his uh, room. Yeah, his studio. His studio. I well, guess. he's an architect. Yeah, which you really didn't get. Yeah, from the movie, real wasn't real clear. It wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he was the one you know who told them how to build the bridge. Um, so I mean, it, yeah, it's kind of there, but in the book, it's very explicit. He's a very, yeah. very successful. Very. But in the book, he walks into his 
regular bar that yeah. he goes into every Friday and Saturday night. Even if he has to fly off to London for a while, he always comes back to the same bar every Friday. In the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. That's where he lives. Yes. And uh, he, like, chugs down a whole bunch of whiskey and is talking to the the bartender and he has these coins that he gives the bartender to give his children and then he walks out and the bartender's like we're never going to see him again yeah i mean it's and it's this great scene and it's this big build up for he basically was saying goodbye yeah because he doesn't think he's going to come back from dairy right he thinks he's going he's going off to his death yeah but that was a much more interesting scene and he still still went. went It was a much more interesting scene, much more char- much more interesting character yeah. than the womanizer yeah, that we got in the movie. It was totally different. And it doesn't track with how he was with Bev. No. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't jive. Now, Child Ben mm-hmm. was probably my favorite. I thought he was great. I thought he was adorable. Yeah. And I, they didn't get into the sweatshirts, but he always wore sweatshirts because he thought it would hide his, his belly better. Bless his heart. Yeah. I got a lot of feels for Ben Hanscom. Yeah. He's, he, I just, I just thought he was a great character. He, yeah. He, he portrayed his feelings a lot better. Mm-hmm. He was a more realistic uh, 12-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, Bill, Bill, Bill Denbro, yeah. young Bill Denbro was, Jonathan Brandis was just a whiny little baby. <laughs> Okay, he just got on my nerves. He did really well with the stutter, though. Adult did better than well, yeah. But um, the sad thing about Jonathan Brandis was he was very ill. He ended up killing himself. At the he died the same year as John Ritter, age of twenty seven. Yeah, he was twenty seven. You know, he played Bastion in Never Ending Story two, in the second one, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he died the same year as John Ritter. Yeah. So. Mm. It was sad. Um, but Richard Thomas. Yeah. Played adult Bill. John Boy. John Boy. You know, I had the hugest crush on I him. I have only ever seen, like, ten minutes of that show and gone, nope. Well, the that Waltons? That is so not my jam. I love the I Waltons. that shit. Loved, loved the Waltons. It. Only because of John Boy. No, I grew up on the Waltons, though. Okay. It was one of the shows I was I allowed to watch. I didn't like his weird long hair in this. The Waltons and the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, my God. Is what I grew up with. Oh, my so, God. <sighs> that explains a lot. Those were it? not my jam. Um, Yeah, the long hair was just weird. Yeah, and uncalled for. <laughs> I, I don't even know what this is about. But, but basically, Bill is, Bill is Stephen King, basically. Yeah, he is. He's the he writer. He becomes a horror writer. He's, he's the Stephen King proxy. Um, although I think Stephen King himself would have been a lot more like Ben yeah. as a person. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, because you know, me and Stephen King are. You're just like that. Best buddies. We're like this. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the lucky seven. Okay. Um, I don't know that any of the other characters were particularly conversation worthy they were um, people i'm not looking at any of them they're standing out to me as people i know I'm trying to think um yeah tom wasn't they could have made him a lot worse tom uh her husband or not husband in this oh, rogan okay. yeah, yeah, yeah um oh yeah there he is michael Ryan. her dad struck me as kind of 
he played the whole creepy, I worry about you, Bevy. I worry about you a lot. He did it well, though. Yeah. It was really creepy. Um, young Henry Bowers. Was better than old Henry Bowers, in my opinion. Would apologize to Marlon Taylor. For using the slur. For using the racial slur. Yeah, which... Every single time he had, to, they had to shoot those scenes. He would apologize over and over and over. Yeah, to him. And Bowers was so much worse in the book because in the book, he's got—I mean, he's psychotic—and he's being raised by a psychotic father. Yes, who is a bigot and an anti-Semite and a misogynist and abusive. And Mike's family are farmers, just like Henry's dad is. And they have this long-standing hatred of the Hanlons. And well, uh, from what I understand, they were the only African-American family in the in whole town. town. And so Henry ends up killing Mike's dog. And so, I mean, like, Henry is progressively, like, like Pennywise just kind of tipped him over the edge. He was on the right way to being well, quite a little psychopath himself. Well, when he went down to the sewers and saw the deadlights, yeah, he yeah. went right on over the edge. I'm trying to see um, the man who played uh, Daddy Marsh is Frank C. Turner. Okay. And he's a guy that's in things. Okay. Um, he was the man in the High Castle. Oh. Who was he in Man in the High Castle? Jim McCarthy. Oh. Oh. Uh, he was wow. in Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Okay, I haven't seen that. I haven't either. He was in, uh, Supernatural. What? Slate Elkins. What? It's a one-off character, one okay. episode. Uh, he was in the 4400. He was in Smallville. He was in Earthsea. He was in Andromeda. He was in Dead Like Damn. Me. He was in Kingdom Hospital, which is another Stephen King. He's a steady working actor, then. Yeah. Uh, he was in Outer Limits. I'm trying to see, I recognize him from somewhere. Honey, I shrugged the kids. The TV show. Oh God, that was a TV show, wasn't it? It's mm. terrible. The Adventures of Shirley Holmes. All right. Uh, I'm not finding. I just thought I recognized him from somewhere. Oh, he was in the Highlander series. Oh my gosh! Back in the day. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, he does. Oh, seem kind of oh he was in MacGyver. <laughs> wise guy now we're getting pre it yeah you're probably just used to seeing him and stuff yeah he's just got one of those faces too yeah he's just one of those guys that's in yes yeah. so. i just thought i recognized his face so um can we talk about dairy because it's kind of a character in and of itself dairy in its in and of itself oh you know what really bothered well it was the 90s so what it really bothered me that they left out the uh the homosexual couple yeah, because in that the was book, the beginning. That was the beginning of this wave is. And that's the thing. I think that really highlighted Derry. Derry is very sinister. It's it hides under a veneer of, you know, of normal, you know, good family values. But which it's, is a common Stephen King trope. It is. It's rife with bigotry, homophobia. Um, you know, people just, it, it's, it's like Bev said with her neighbor. Racism. Racism, where he's just, he turns a blind eye. And a lot of that's Pennywise, but it's, the town itself is just broken and, and it's like they have and, a, 
wrong. Mass uh, amnesia. Yeah. Because the kid the kid murders, they get they get investigated. And people still live there. Yeah. And we're not talking about one or two murders. And every 30 years or 27 years or whatever, whenever the cycle kicks up again. Well, I think they use 30 years in the movies because it was easier to count. Nobody delves back and says, you know, this keeps happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's more than just kid killings historically and they're not just killings they're mutilations yeah i mean georgie was found without an arm for god's sake Mm -hmm. um and uh but yeah the 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 um the thing that sparked the modern cycle was adrian mellon um and his partner were attacked after by a, a group parade. of homophobes. Um, by a group of homophobes. It was, uh, they just were having a local carnival. Yeah. Adrian they was, did bring up the carnival in the movie, though. They did. So. Adrian was um, thrown over the bridge into uh, the Kanduskeeg, and there were reports of a clown. A couple of people spotted it, but nobody, They just it just kind of went on. And his partner brought it up, and they the prosecutor just said, don't say anything about it, it's going to muddy the waters. And he was seen being dragged away by a clown by several people. And balloons. Balloons are... See, now balloons kind of... You know, I don't like balloons. You don't like balloons? I don't have a fear of balloons, but I do not like balloons. You You just don't care for them? You know why I don't like balloons? Because they might pop. Because they pop. And you know what happens if they pop? Big noise. Hmm. Startle you. Yeah. All right. Note to self. Don't like balloons. Cancel that giant balloon order for your birthday. Damn. Damn. (laughs) Now what am I going to do? I'm sure you'll think of something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, so any other particular? What um, was your what? What was your favorite scene? Oh God, favorite's a pretty loaded word in this. I know. I mean, it's 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 a terrible movie. I mean, I don't mean it was a terrible movie. It was it's not, not a full happy of fun fr- stuff. It's not a happy, friendly, fluffy. No, no not at all. Um. I really like when Mike is going through the history. As a child? Yeah, when he's doing his presentation okay. and he talks about the Kitchener Ironworks. Because the book really goes into that a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not... Like, the Ironworks were, I think, in 1900-whatever. That sparked... 1930? No, that was the Black Spot. They they mixed... The movie had the date wrong with the Kitchener Ironworks. Oh, that's right. That's right. They did, um, didn't they? The... Um, the that Kitchener was the Easter Ironworks, egg hunt, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it sparked the the that cycle. It was the beginning of that cycle. Mm-hmm. The Black Spot Fire was the beginning of the next cycle. Um, and then, of course, you get the 50s cycle, which was Georgie's death, um, started that. Um, but it's fascinating because in the book you get um, the uh, the Black Spot was uh, burned. It was a it started as a black club. And it just became this, uh, it, it would, it would take anybody, but the League of White Decency, aka basically the Klan, uh, burned it down, wearing their sheets and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's like dairy itself becomes part of this cycle in a really ugly way. And then like when there were some outlaws, and I can't remember the year on that because it wasn't in the movie. Um, but there were some outlaws that came to Derry to uh, get supplies on their way through to somewhere else. They were in hiding. The entire town showed up with their guns and massacred them. Nice. And I want to say it was Keen, you know, the pharmacist. Pharmacist, yeah. The pharmacist's dad was there 
and he saw a clown. Clown participated. Clown did not cast a shadow. Mm. So, I mean, there, Derry's got a really, really sinister history. It really does. And, and it I, carries over into his other stories. Yeah. And so I really kind of wish we would have gotten more of that, but I, I, I find that part of it fascinating. There's only so much you can put into, and it was even, yeah. the, I mean, both episodes was over three hours. Yeah. And I think, but I think the, the way they did it with the, with the photograph and Pennywise coming, coming, that was a very difficult scene for them to film, from what I understand. That was, I think, very telling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was creepy as shit because I was Wasn't just it? like, I was like, oh god, he's, uh, oh, okay, that's him. He's, he's back flipping. Oh shit. Oh shit. Like, <laughs> there are certain parts. Like toward the end, I'm like, whatever. But for some reason, certain scenes, like, like I said, the him being in the sewer, I had to look, I had to look down for most of that, and then him at the very beginning, just being there. Okay. And- it you just know, bothers me. You know what really creeped me out? Okay. What? The fortune cookies. Really? Out of all the things. It No, it wasn't. Because most of was, them were pretty It wasn't cheesy. what was in the things. It was when they were opening it. I knew something was coming. I just couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah. It was the not knowing. Oh, how creepy is it to be covered in blood and have blood everywhere that only you can see? Because it happened at the library, I, yes. Because if you if you happened remember in the bathroom sink when um when they went back to the library after their dinner, you can still see the remains of the blood where the balloons had popped mm-hmm. when um who was it Richie was there yes um so that's the kind of stuff that it's like oh my god mm-hmm. and like when Bev's dad's just like he's he's touching her face and yes. his hands are all bloody and he has no idea yes and it happened with uh, Georgie's picture album yes that's. That was That's creepy. So the bloody picture album was actually pretty, uh, pretty for the era yeah. of television. Mm-hmm. The bloody, the way they filmed it was just apparently like way cool, groundbreaking. Yeah, because it was the ninety. I mean, it was yeah. nineteen ninety, yeah. literally. So, which means they would have filmed it in eighty nine, and it was TV. So, I mean, I'm actually kind of surprised we got the quality we did. Yeah, yeah. Some of the effects were just like really. Like one of the fortune cookies was those little those pincers, those sideways pincer <laughs> teeth, and I'm like, did John Ritter just wind it up and set it down on the table that's because what that's what like. happened? Yeah. When John Ritter is in the cab and the balloon pops up next to him, you know why it's spinning? Hmm. John Ritter's got his hand on the other side of it spinning oh it. Yes. Well, I did one thing I did notice, and I don't know. I mean, honestly, you'd have to only the see- fix the effects are very rudimentary. You'd have to CGI it to make it not like this, but. When the balloons are popping in the library, you see the people flinch. Oh, yes. And I'm like, I don't know how you would not. Mm-hmm. Because it was a practical yeah, effect. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Like, they were pop- popping balloons full of blood in their faces. But when they were in the restaurant, and these things start happening, and they realize, you know, there's other in public. And they're, they're like, dummy up, dummy up, dummy up. And they're all trying yes. so hard to not to react like, no, it's to fun. this. It's great. No, Rose, it's it's great. Yeah. And Bev's like covered but in blood. But they learned from when they were kids mm-hmm. that nobody's going to believe nobody's them. Nobody's going to believe them. No. So that was awesome. Yeah. So what was your favorite scene? Knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I think when they were building the dam. Yeah, when they were like happy. When they were, they all bonded together. And they came together. Yeah. And, yeah. That and I just love Ben. I know. I love young Ben. I know. He was adorable. I would have gone out with him. He was precious. He was. Such a smart boy. Because he was well, how do you know? I just know. And he that and they go into it in the book is he was a voracious reader. 
he was constantly reading mm-hmm. books about bulldozers and like so oh, he, he just kind of gleaned a lot of this stuff and yeah. i think it was like the natural way his mind worked he was an architect man yeah some people are natural engineers like that mm-hmm. they see their how brain things... just works that way and they're engineers i've worked with engineers mm-hmm. i worked in construction for a period of time engineers are weird sort of people yeah they're a little eccentric <laughs> but they're great they're yeah just their brains just work differently yeah yeah so they're constantly trying to figure out how things are put together and take them apart and yeah whatnot. So, um, before we move on, okay, I wanted to let people know that they can talk to us. They can. Um, we would love to hear your your thoughts on it. Um, I'll have Janya screen them. Yeah, I'll just, I I'll just look at them though. I'll just read them though. Um, it's fine. <laughs> so, um. You can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. You can get us on Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcasts.tumblr.com. Or now on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. And if you don't want to remember any of that, you can just go to our website, randomtpodcasts.com, and get to the links at the bottom, and that's all that crap. For the social networks, yeah. Yeah. Um, And while you're on our website, you can check out our other podcasts, because uh, we're doing a second uh, Halloween-type movie, uh, Tucker and Dale versus versus Evil. Evil. Uh, It's going to be on a random movies feed. Yeah. So check that out. Um, And if you would like to help support Random Tea Podcasts, there's several different ways you can do that. You can go to our website and just submit a donation directly, which is awesome sauce uh you can use our amazon affiliate uh link there's a banner on the front page kind of scroll down a little bit it's there click yeah. through to it order whatever you would order regularly cost you the same cost this cost you nothing just gives us some pennies um so there's that and also you can check out our sponsor unofficial natural fandom fragrances heck yeah smell like your favorite character man yeah our our, our featured scents for this particular uh cast podcast would be their October limited edition Stranger Things. Oh my god, I pre-ordered the whole set. Did you? I did. I think she's got the labels in now. I think she got them in late I was last trying week. to decide which ones to, or which one or ones to get and I was like, fuck it, I'm getting them all. Just get the whole set. Yeah, you get the bundle, you save some money. Mhm. So, I think pre-orders are over. Okay. Um, but they do still have some and they will sell them till they're sold out, but once they're sold out, they're gone. They are gone. Yeah. So, uh, also, they have announced they will not be doing limited edition for November. Yeah, because they're going to have Black Friday. Because they're going to have all their Black Friday sales. And they did so, they did awesome stuff for Black Friday last year. Yeah, and they, they did. did it for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Cyber Monday. So, there were different specials every day. And they probably will be announcing their limited editions for the holidays. Yes. So, I mean, guys, I'm telling you, Christmas presents. Yep. Do it. Yep. Use our code, Random Tea Podcast. No S. You get 10% off $5 or more. It's awesome. And like one bottle's five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all it takes. It's not like you have to order, uh, you know. Um, and they also do sample sizes. Yes, they do. And they're good little samples, they're too. They're nice. Not... They're plenty. It's a nice little, it's not like sprayed on a card sample. It's yeah. a nice sample. Yeah. Um, comes in a little amber, just like mm-hmm. the, the big full bottles. So. Yeah. Um, check those guys out. There's a link in our show notes to their website. Anything else? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Trivia. Yes. All right. with it. With my best shot. Okay. Um, the day the kids go into the sewers. Yeah. It was actually already raining. Oh. Save the production crew. 
There you go. Um, the night guard in the asylum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is named Kuntz. Yep. Do you know who Kuntz is? Dean Kuntz. Dean Kuntz. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That would be Stephen King's rival. They've actually written stuff together, so. Yeah. It's not that kind and of. And Kuntz, again, the theme of today is way worse than the books. Yes. Oh, yeah, because the he drops the roll of coins yeah, in the movie. No explanation. Yeah. And in the book, he beats patients with them. Yes. But no He's explanation. Terribly it's like sadistic. you have to have read the books to get to get a lot everything of everything yeah. out of the movie. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and the do- reason why Pennywise was a dog is because he was terrified. Yes. Of dogs. Of dogs. They, yeah. They like why did they even have his character? They never even explained him. Exactly. Uh, beep beep Richie. Beep beep Richie is not explained in the show. No. It's not. They just, I mean, you kind of pick it up. Yeah, that it means shut up, Reggie. But in the books, it's actually explicitly explained that yeah. it was to get to get him to realize. That was their code. Code that, Richie, you need to stop talking now. Yeah. And he never took offense to it, though. No, he didn't. He got angry that one time. Yeah. But he was a little frustrated and upset. Yeah. So, um, down in the sewers, when the kids are down there, uh, or was it when they were adults? When Bill sees, uh, the Bill sees Georgie and Beverly sees her father. When they were, that was, that must be when they were adults. Cause, well, I don't know. Bill, I know Bill saw Georgie when they were adults. I don't think Bev saw her dad. I want to say Bev saw her dad when they were kids. No. Okay. No, cause he was dead. Yeah. He was dead. So it had to be adults. Adults. Yep. Um, it was all done in a continuous shot. Ooh. The actors just appeared and then disappeared. Damn, as needed. Son. I love continuous shots. I do too. I have a boner for it. <laughs> Um, a lot of Eddie's meds in the film actually belong to Dennis Christopher. Oh. In fact, uh, Tommy Lee Wallace mm-hmm. uh, allowed the actors to bring things from their normal lives. Oh. Onto the set. Anything uh, to make it better, because these kids were... I mean, it's not like the kid more. in The Shining where he didn't have to see any of the bad stuff. He just thought he was playing with mm-hmm. these two little girls. They had to actually see some really nasty shit. While they were filming. Yeah, they did. Uh, oh, well, let's not, let's not forget to talk about the turtle. Oh, yeah, we do I need to talk, talk about, about the turtle, turtle, but not yet. Uh, the character Mike Hanlon appears in both it and Insomnia, which introduces the Dark Tower character, Patrick Danville. Oh. So it's, it's all connected. It is all connected. Uh, we already talked about Tom Rogan. Uh, John Some Ritter bit. was actually a very big Stephen King fan. I cannot imagine... John Ritter. I know. He's so just affable and pleasant. So happy. I thought the beard suited him. I did, too. I thought it looked good on him. I did, too. Uh, Tommy Lee Wallace wasn't sure about turning Audra from a heroine coming to rescue Bill in the movie. Yeah. Uh, who needed to be... In, uh, into a victim who needed to be rescued by Bill. Well, she did kind of have to be rescued in the book, though, too, because yeah. I mean, she was she was she taken did, either way. Yeah, but in the in the show, she was coming to get him. Yes, um, he didn't feel like it worked either way, which it really kind of didn't. She should have stayed like she promised. Yep. Of course, then again, Bill could have given her a bit better of an explanation. Yeah, but miscommunication—it's always our biggest. Biggest uh, villain in these things. So, Tim Curry was not in the last 15 minutes of the movie, much to the chagrin of several of the actors, because he was the, he was the monster, he was the bad guy. Yeah. So, 
Um, but that wasn't didn't. that wasn't Pennywise's true form. No, he wasn't. Actually, even the spider that we saw was not the true form. It's just what our mind, what our human minds could comprehend. Could comprehend. Okay, so the scene where they rip out the heart of the spider and hold it aloft. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Seriously. Those cheese balls. So cheese balls. Oh, we didn't get to like uh, the writer director. Oh well. It was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. Yeah. Obviously. But it was also written by Lawrence Cohen. Who did the screenplay? Or the um, adaptation? Yeah, ri- yeah, it was screenplay was by Lawrence D. Cohen and Tommy Lee Wallace. I mean, God, he had a he had a job to try to adapt that that much material. Mm-hmm. Not only for a smallish movie, but for I TV audiences. I think I read that Tommy Lee Wallace didn't read the book. Oh, wow. He wanted the screenplay to stand on its own. Mm. In the book, they never really called themselves Lucky Seven. It was Losers Club. Yeah, it was the Losers it's Club. It's always Losers Club. Um, yeah. Interesting point of fact that when I was watching it last night, I realized in Richie's introduction scene, he's in the studio and he's got to leave and he's arguing with his agent or whoever. And he yeah. goes on and, well, what about the Carson show? Because he's supposed to go on. Yep. Um, Put Leno on. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because Johnny Carson left in May of 1992, and that's when Jay Leno took over The Tonight Show. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah, there was a whole thing with him and Letterman and fighting over it and all that. Yeah, so it was kind of neat to be like, oh, that was before that. Yeah, that was pre-Leno, actually. Well, Letterman had his own show. Not at that point. Not at that point, he didn't. They both just guest-hosted Tonight Show a lot. I was never really... I do remember that Jay Leno retired. Conan got the job for a hot minute. Oh, Leno came, came back. back and I was pissed. It was so shitty. Because uh, that was shitty and I love Conan. Yeah, Conan's great. But yeah, I, I picked up on that too, though. Yeah, so I'll put I'll, Leno well, in. What? Yeah. Okay, I think as far as goofs. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to skip over all of you. can see the string pulling the boat you can see where they were wiggling the balloon here you could see the cameras in the reflection of the yeah. car there. i'm just gonna skip all that crap. okay uh okay it seems as if mike was the last to join the seven in the 60s which was actually 50s. 1958 yeah no in the movies it was 60 in the book it was 1958 it was 60 yeah oh because when richie pulls up and he sees the marquee sign his date of birth, and it's to 19... Um, 19 he's born 1950. That only to makes the kids 10. That's wrong. That, the, that's another goof. That's Because wrong. it was supposed to be 12. Yeah. 11 or 12. But, yeah, it was... In the book, it's 1958. Yeah. Because the very first chapter is... Double yeah. Blah, 1958. Because so, that's right. Actually, and Georgie starts in the fall of 57. Seven. And then it's the summer of 58 that... that the kids come together yep. and kill Pennywise. Well, maim Pennywise. Anyway, Mike's the last one to join them. Um, and it joins them apparently several days after the other kids had encountered it. Uh, out of the discussion about it, which takes place the day of the rock battle. Yeah. Which is, you know, the big rock thing. Uh, we learn every single kid in the gang has already seen it somewhere. However, later in the moody movie, Bev tells a story about the blood in her bathroom. And in the flashback, we see all seven of the kids coming in to clean it up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, we didn't. We didn't get to see Mike's encounter with it with uh, as the bird. No, we he missed that. He encountered a big giant bird at the Kitchener Ironworks uh, ruins. So, yeah, and that's why I thought it was fitting because guess what was in his fortune cookie? 
the baby bird. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I was like, oh, shit. Because his dad saw that bird, too. That's what was so creepy about it mm-hmm. is his dad um, at the Black Spot fire um, saw this giant bird come take away one of the White Decency League members. Um, and then Mike saw the giant oh, bird wait, later. Oh, and there's, uh, there were times where Pennywise's words didn't match the mouth of the moving skeleton. Uh, when Mike's in front of the class, he says the disaster in 19, 1900 had to do with the dairy sandpipe. When he's older, explained to the group disaster every 30 years, he says the 1900 disaster is the massacre at Drake's Creek. Oh. So he changed the story. Okay. Eddie doesn't use his inhaler properly. <laughs> like, and there's one scene where you see him off to the side of his face, so... <laughs> Uh, Stan recites the Boy Scout oath incorrectly. <laughs> he was scared. He was scared. He was uh, upset. There was one other trivia piece that, like, there were the voices, the names that were given in the voices in the drain. One was, like, the, the one was the casting. Oh, it's us. It's the dead kids. The dead kids. Matthew O'Connor is the name of the food, supervising producer, and Vicki Burroughs uh, was the casting. Okay. Do the casting for the movie. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Um, so I think we need to talk about Pennywise and the turtle. Okay, let's talk about the yeah, the overall and mystical I just call him Pennywise for this yeah, the supernatural underlying story. Yeah. yeah. So Pennywise is when he he makes the point of saying uh, I think I am eternal or something to the kids when they do the battery acid. Um he is. He came to Earth very early prehistory. He like crash landed like almost like Always a comet, been around. Yeah. almost like a comet, and he was dormant in what would become Dairy. And when people came, he woke up well, and started getting hungry. Well, yeah, the first settlement three hundred three hundred and fifty two people. Or, it was like Roanoke, basically. He had been sleeping a long time, and he was he hungry. was freaking hungry. Yeah. So that was that was him waking up for the first time. And I, and I say him for lack of whatever galactic pronouns they use. Um, but yeah, so he is an eternal being. Um, his nemesis is the turtle. So the counterpoint. Yeah. Which they never mention in the movie. And no. that bugged the stew out of me. And it's kind of the turtle at the center of the world, basically. Um, do you have some stuff on that? I have a little bit on it. Because, I mean, the turtle's basically, the, again, the counterpoint. Turtle is creation. Pennywise is consumption. They're like opposites of the same coin yeah. for the most part. But one thing I did read is that there is, um, they believe that they were made by the other. Mm-hmm. And that's almost like kind of a god type thing. And that the other was working through the kids. That's why the the um the uh asthma medicine that turns out to be camphor and water turned into battery acid that's why it was able to hurt it that's why bev was so good with the slingshot like certain things happened a certain way to their advantage and they th- and a lot of people think that that's the other working through the kids well uh and a lot of it was the f- and they explained that they believed it the yeah. more and the more They're, they the believed belief. it, the actual and the children had more luck with it because they had more belief and adults right. don't believe. Right. So there's that. Um, this is off of Reddit. Okay. 
It was a being from another dimension or plane of existence. Many of King's stories about beings or objects crossing into our reality like the Tommyknockers. I was not a big fan of the Tommyknockers. It was two aliens. Oh. Um, you know, there's the ship crash landed in the woods and she digs it up. And I'm like... Dreamweavers was, Dreamweaver was alien I, too. I couldn't read Dreamweaver. I got I couldn't get it. into it. Um, let's see. He'd been developing this theme for decades and finally tied it into his Dark Tower series where... We see gateways and connection points between the dimensions of realities, and that is the macroverse and turtle is related. Yeah. In other words, they have no relevance to the story of it besides explaining where it came from to begin with. Yeah. So, um, but then there's also, I wanted to read. This is from the Dark Tower series, but the, the turtle is the, basically the same. Yeah. And the Dark Tower series is a guardian of the universe. Yeah. So it's basically the same idea. Uh, See the turtle of enormous girth. On his shell, he holds the earth. His yeah. thought is slow, but always kind. He holds us all within his mind. On his back, all vows are made. He sees the truth, but mayn't aid. He loves the land and loves the sea and even loves a child like me. Oh, does that not sound like the turtle? Mm-hmm. That's the turtle from it. Yeah, at the same time, and they didn't touch on that at all in the no, movie. No, I would like to have seen both sides of that represented because the man, the book y'all is trippy. Um, they yeah, build like a what are they? What did the Native Americans use to smoke? Smokehouse, smokehouse. I guess for lack of a better word, they build one in the Barrens. And they You're not talking about a sweat lodge Kind of like a sweat lodge but with smoke And they ingest This smoke Because I think they found something in a library That kind of There's this ritual of chud Oh yeah the ritual of chud was never in the movie at all No and they go A couple of the boys Because not all of them can take it You know they, they filter out one by one And I think it's I think it's only a couple of the boys make it through and they get a vision of it coming to earth. So they get like the origin story mm-hmm. and they get this idea about the ritual of Chud somewhere. I think they found it in a book somewhere and it's basically Probably they have to go into its mind and fight him there. And so they do the ritual of Chud both times and like I kind of see where the, where they, yeah, cause Bill does that. it. Bill does, Bill it. does it as a kid. Uh huh. And then when he's older, because Audrey's there, he's not able to complete it. And somebody else takes over. I think it was, I think it was, say it was Ben. I know. I don't remember. Oh, and in the book, um, it was Preggers and had laid eggs. Yeah. I know Ben destroyed the eggs. Yeah. Which is even worse. So let's rip out its heart and hold it aloft instead. Yeah. Yeah. That poor spider. I know. Oh, and then, like, after the uh, spider's dead, then all the bodies start coming down out of the ceiling real soft-like. Yeah, just... And I'm like, boy, that's that's awfully yeah. the Hobbit. Oh, um, another thing that led me, led me to think about the other, or the turtle, or whatever you want to call it, is Mike finding the kit, the tire repair kit, and then Silver... Yeah, and... That and, kind and, of stuff. And Bill talks about how he feels like he knows the moment one of them is in town yeah it's like he just feels stronger or you mm-hmm. know whatever that was and in the book they send because mike does get injured rather gravely um but lives they send him their good thoughts and stuff mm-hmm. and it like and it helps him because 
it sends a nurse under its control to go finish Mike oh, off. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, and Mike is able to fend her off. Um, it's just a lot more. It's a lot more. And I could see where that would be kind of confusing, but see, that's the story's the richer for it. The movie just felt... S- shallow. One di- shallow, one-dimensional, yeah. flat. Yeah. Um, but that's how it is with most Stephen King ad- adaptations. Go read the book. Uh, and Christine know, was pretty dead on, though. You know what pisses me off? I watched Rose Red. It was a five-parter. So, I mean, they gave it a long... I mean, it yeah, was yeah, like... Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Haunted House. Really cool. There's no... There's no, He wrote that specifically for TV. Yeah. I wanted to go then find the source material and be like, man, this is going to be so much better. And there was none. Yeah. Pissed me off. Now, Green Mile as a movie is good. Okay. Green Mile is a standalone movie. Stand By Me was pretty good from I what I understand. Saw, I never saw Stand By Me. Okay. I did read it, but I did not read Stand... I didn't... I read The Body, which is the... St- Yes, the story. It's a short story. No, it's novella. It's not short story. It's longer than a short yeah. story. But I read The Body, but I never did see Stand By Me. Um, wasn't Will Wheaton in that? Was mm, that Will Wheaton? I don't know. If, no, it was uh, Jerry O'Connell, River Phoenix. Uh, you to look it up now, aren't you? I'm going to have to look it up But um, The Green Mile, good. compared to the book, was, I think, was well done. I think there okay. was enough of the story in the Green Mile to make it work. Of course, the book is more. Yeah. Um, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. That's probably who I'm thinking. Will Wheaton, you're right. Will Wheaton was in it. Yeah. Yay. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Professional nerd. That's right. But the yeah. Stand miniseries sucked. Yeah, I know you hated it. Molly Ringwald is not Franny. <laughs> Never in a million years. Never. I loved Franny. Not so much with the... Not so much with the Molly Ringwald. <laughs> she needs to go back to her John Hughes films. They were great. But <laughs> stay over there. Stay in your lane, babe. There you go. So, um... What other Stephen King movies are uh, I thought... There? See, again, a lot of the ones I have fond fondness for are... I didn't read the source material. I thought... Now, if you can see the Thinner movie first, good. then read the book, then... Yeah, I thought Thinner was good. Dolores Claiborne. Dolores Claiborne. That was awesome. Holy fuck balls. Misery, too. Kathy Bates, man. Kathy Bates. Um, I thought Storm of the Century was, was good. Didn't see it. I haven't seen Hearts and Atlantis another, either. That was another miniseries. I haven't seen Hearts and Atlantis or read it. Um, uh, I think for a while there, ABC, and I think ABC did this... ABC was churning out a lot of... St- he must have had a deal with them because they did Rose Red. They did Storm of the Century. Who did uh, the Hoth- Kingdom Hospital? I think that was ABC. I never did see that either. I tend to avoid Stephen King adaptations nowadays. Yeah. I get, I'm real leery of them. And Dreamcatcher, I did see the movie first. And then I went and read the book. See, I haven't seen either. Yeah. I'm very behind. I'm very old school Stephen King. I, the Shining, The Stand, yeah. um, Christine. Yeah. Um, those, those are the ones I will read over and over and over and over. I yeah. finally got through Tommyknockers. Was not pleased with the aliens. <laughs> Bag of Bones was good, too. I think you'd like 112263. I just, one day. And I, I got to watch it on Hulu. I hope it's good. Shawshank Redemption. Yes. That was beautiful. That was a short story. See, I think they do good when they just take the bones of something and then try to make a... Well, 
Because Stand By Me, I always liked. Shawshank Redemption was actually, what was her name? The poster. Oh. Rita Hayworth. Yeah. Um, was, I was thinking Lana Turner, and I was like, that's not no, right. No, no, no. Rita Hayworth. Um, I think that was the name. It was a very, very, it was one of his short story collections. So mm-hmm. they expanded the story itself. Yeah. Much bigger. Yeah. Now, Shawshank Redemption is like, it's on TV. I'm watching it. Yeah. The, the movie is much better because there's more. There's more to in it. In the movie. Yeah. So there's that. But yeah, so I highly recommend if you can get past the cover, um, read it or listen to it. Stephen Weber does the audiobook. You know that my copy of it stays in this house face down. Because me. Because I was like, I don't know. She might come over. Yeah. Yeah. It stays face down. Yeah. And I remember when I was a teenager, my mom was like, you're reading that? And I was like, yes. I'm going to conquer this shit. Hell yeah. But yeah. And in the book, he takes way more forms. Oh, yeah. He's more than just a clown. Yeah. I mean, the and the clown is easily the creepiest thing. But they left out all that, like, 29 Bolt Street, which is where they went down into... Uh, the basement and i think that was a way to get into the sewers at one mm-hmm. point they had several encounters with it there um and it took and it took a couple different forms it attacked him as the werewolf there i know and then eddie saw it first as the leper there being but, the yeah. contract that he is yeah admitted yeah like he knows but he knows Whew. Bless his heart. Bless little Eddie's heart. And he passed away. I'm not happy about that. Poor baby. Yeah. But Ben lived, so. He did. And that was, that was another thing, like, the curse was real. Like, Stan and his wife could not get pregnant. Because they went into a lot of his backstory. Um, Oh, yeah, you get a lot more backstory. You get a ton more backstory. And him and his wife just could not get pregnant. To save their lives. Bill and Audra never had kids. Ben never never had any kids. Bev couldn't get pregnant. Ben never got married. Yeah, but, I mean, he never knocked anybody up or whatever. That's true. Um, until... See, now, Bev in the movie was not married. In the book, she was. Yes, she was married. Um, she was still a fashion designer, though. Yes, she was. They at least was. kept that. With, oh, God, those, those late 80s, early 90s clothes. Ooh. It was the day, though. Ooh. I Have remember. you ever gone back and watched Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? I never saw Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's oh Dead. God. I was a John Hughes girl. But it was it was the fact, like, she got a job in the fashion industry in the early 90s, and it was like, holy shit. Nice. If you ever are curious, if you're younger and you don't really get what that was about, go watch Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. You'll get a you'll get an <laughs> eye full of early 90s, early 90s fashion. Oh, yeah. If you want to look at Ooh. the 80s, that's all John Hughes. I mean, that's your 16 Candles, your Breakfast Mm -hmm. Club, your, um, what was the other one? $2. What was that movie? I can never remember the name of that movie. The kid in the bicycle is following him around the entire movie. He's driving a 1968 Camaro. Yes, I remember the car. Who was, who was the main guy? I can see his face. Not John Cusack. Yeah. Was it John Cusack? I think it was Cusack. Shit. I can't remember. Say anything? No. No. No, that was the boombox. Yeah, it was not the boombox episode. Hold on. 
Oh. Doop doop doop. Mm. Oh god, now we're both cruising IMDb. Oh gosh. Do you know how many John Hughes's there are on IMDb? Oh god, he did the great outdoors. He did planes, trains, and automobiles? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, he did not stop. Okay, I found John Hughes. I know, I'm I'm on his... He did the Home Alone series? Yes, he did. Damn. Yeah, he got very family-oriented very quickly. Uh, God, what is it? I'm not finding it. Okay, Pretty in Pink, Weird Science, Breakfast Club, Mr. Mom, 16 Candles, Class Reunion. I'm not finding it. I'm not either. I think you're thinking it's a John Hughes and it's not. Must not be. But yeah, that's 80s fashion right there. If you, yeah, oh God. If you get a wild hair. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is also <sighs> in that category. Classic. That's my favorite. Anytime. Anytime. Anyway, that has nothing to do with Stephen King's It. So. Yeah. So. Um, so, fun fact, and by fun I mean terrifying. Um, next year when the movie comes out, 27 years from the 1990 version. Yes. Yeah. And the poster's terrifying. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Who did they cast? It's uh, Bill Skarsgård. Yes. You know, he was born the year that this movie came out. Yeah. And they're they're making Pennywise much younger, um, much more in line with the kids. Um, And, yeah, he's going to be uber, super, mega creepy. Just so, yeah, I don't. Part of me really wants to see that, but I don't know that I can <laughs> see that in the theaters, but I do want to see it. Yeah. So you're probably going to have to either, like, get me to go or not go, because I'm going to waffle. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'll have to see it in broad daylight. It'll be fine. Early in the morning. Early. Yeah. How early can we get it to play in the morning? Because <laughs> that's what I did with this. I was like, okay, I will rent it, and I will rent it in the morning, and I will watch it. As soon as I get up, so I have a long enough amount of time. Because I got some weird dreams when I was listening to the audiobook. Oh, dear. I got some weird Pennywise dreams. Let's see. I want to see who they've cast. Uh, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Finn Wolfhard as Richie. He's uh, from um, Stranger Things. Okay. That's Will. Oh, okay. Oh, good for no, him. No, not Will. Is he Will? Who's the kid I always mix up with Will? Mike. Mike. Yeah, that's Mike. It's Mike. Yeah. It is Mike. Will um, was the one I couldn't remember for like a week. <laughs> and then, oh, the leper is in it. Jaden Lieberher it's, is Bill. They're saying it's a lot closer to the book. Good. Sophia Lillis is Beverly Marsh. Hmm. Don't know that name. Eh, not from anywhere. <laughs> no no okay but yeah it's yeah and they originally they had a uh, another director attached and that was when will poulter was attached to be pennywise they were probably going to end up with an nc-17 with the way they wanted to do it um which is very true to the book so i think this is even going to be a toned down version of that but still going to be way scarier than the tv sh- than the tv movie so I have that to look forward okay, to. Okay, so Gary Doberman is doing screenplay. Okay. And him and Chase Palmer. I don't know who they are. And Andreas Muccietti. That's the uh, director. Okay. So. Coolio. They have a vision. Yep. I don't know. 
Um, so that's all I terrifyingly have. That's all I got. Glad you watched what fueled my childhood nightmares. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys.